Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the uh, first quiz of 2015. Gosh, it seems like just yesterday it was 2014. So anyway, we have 10 terrific cases for you. Hopefully you'll get them all right. More importantly, hopefully you learn something from the cases. So with that, let's get started. This is an interesting case. This is a patient who's three weeks post-Whipple's procedure, and it's in vague abdominal pain, and we were getting a repeat study. Now, of course, this patient had Whipple's procedure, had negative margins. Now, could this be liver metastasis, tumor recurrence? I mean, that's what you have to always think about in a patient who's had surgery, but that doesn't make any sense. It was negative margins, liver liquidated surgery. Could it be an infarct? An infarct's one of the complications, injury to the hepatic artery, for example. But these tend to be rounder in this case than infarcts. And also with infarcts, usually you have the symptoms about three or four days post-surgery. It's not ascending cholangitis because you don't see any dilated ducts. This was a case of multiple abscesses. You know, with abscesses, you often get a cluster sign. This is a cluster, multiple low-density lesions with decreased perfusion around them. Very nice example of multiple liver abscesses. And we've seen a number of cases now of post-Whipple's procedures with abscesses, which at times can simulate metastasis. Just a very nice example and something to think about. This is a 29-year-old male, and when you look at the images, several critical findings. Extensive mediastinal mass or adenopathy, large left pleural effusion, consolidation in the lung, slight deviation of the mediastinal structures to the right. When you look at this, this has the appearance in a younger patient of lymphoma. There's no ifs or buts. Thymomas, anterior mediastinal mass with implants on the pleura, usually an older age group, but not that big effusion and not this diffuse infiltration of the mediastinum, teratoma, fat, calcification, metastatic renal disease, more distinct, discrete and distinct nodules or nodes will be present in the mediastinum. It can compress the vasculature, but this infiltration in this case is really a very nice hallmark of lymphoma, and this was a case of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Very nice example. This is an unusual case, and when you look at it quickly, you see a big fatty tumor. I always think about masses in the small bowel, but then you look, and this is in the uterus. And what could it be? Could it be a dermoid? maybe pushing into uterus like an ovarian dermoid that pushes in. That's a possibility, but that wasn't the case. This is really centrally within the patient's uterus. This is a very nice example of a patient who has a lipoma of the uterus. I have to admit, I've never seen a case quite like that. Very, very unusual case, but again, something to really think about and a very, very unusual example, I have to admit. That's a series of one. In this case, I asked you for the best diagnosis, and I'm giving you non-contrast CT and delayed phase imaging. When you look at the non-contrast, there's high density in the renal pelvis, which is dilated. This could be hemorrhage from many causes, from renal cell carcinoma to being on anticoagulant therapy to other tumors to other causes of bleeding. But then when you look at the second, the expiratory phase imaging, you can see there's really a mass in the pelvis which is distorting the calyces. And yes, you would have liked to see other images and you would have looked very carefully at them. And this is really the hallmark of transitional cell carcinoma. Yes, in part, this could be a blood clot, and it probably is. Papillary necrosis can give you blood in the pelvis, a sloughing of papilla and soft tissue, and sickle cell can also cause papillary necrosis, but this really on the non-contrast to me is hemorrhage, but when you look at the delayed phase imaging, you really see it's a tumor infiltrating, classic case of transitional cell carcinoma. 
40-ish-year-old male, what's the best diagnosis? This is an interesting case. As a large tumor which infiltrates the celiac axis, really narrows and stretches out the splenic artery in cases the hepatic artery and celiac. And at first guess, you may think pancreatic adenocarcinoma, but it's, it's just so uh, defined. Pancreatic adenocarcinoma would be infiltrative. It could be lymphoma that usually displaces the vessels. That's a possibility. Spent tumor, it's a bit old for a spent tumor, but it's possible. But spent tumors typically displace rather than invade. This was an infiltrating tumor. And although it's not vascular, this was a neuroendocrine tumor. I think it's a tough call. I looked at this and I said neuroendocrine tumor that's not vascular versus lymphoma. So um, a, a good thought. This patient had left leg pain. I wanted the best diagnosis. When you look at images arterial and venous phase, you see a vascular lesion involving the left iliopsoas muscle. The mass is well-defined and it's hypervascular and washes out a bit when you look at the late phase imaging. This is not an abscess. Abscesses can have rim-like enhancement, but here the whole lesion enhances. It's not a plain hematoma because again, it's enhancing. And it's not an AV malformation because you don't see feeding and draining vessels. This was a metastasis to muscle. This could have been a primary tumor, I agree. It could have been lymphoma, I agree. This patient ends up having renal cell carcinoma. This was metastatic renal cell carcinoma to muscle. A very nice example. This patient was febrile and had a history of pancreatitis. When you look at this case and what you see is extensive pancreatic necrosis, extensive pancreatic and peripancreatic inflammation, and air within the pancreas and peripancreatic fluid. That is a classic finding in necrotizing pancreatitis. In this case, you would have to worry this is indeed infected. You also can see there's some enhancement of the tail and head of the pancreas, but most of the body is not enhancing. This was a wonderful example of necrotizing pancreatitis. This is a great case. I'm giving you two images. If you look at the axial images alone, I think what you would say is dilated small bowel, ventral hernia to the right of midline, and you have to worry about obstruction. When you look at the 3D, same exact thing. Markedly dilated bowel, you're saying what's the cause of obstruction. Here you can see the transition point is at the level of the ventral hernia. And this was small bowel obstruction due to ventral hernia. This was a surgical emergency. The patient had surgery, but there was no evidence of ischemic bowel. Yes, it is a ventral hernia. No, this is not an interception. And yes, it is dilated small bowel, but that's only part of the story. So SBO with ventral hernia. Again, one of the great things about CT is when you find dilated bowel, you can see whether it's obstructed or not. And you can do a very good job defining the cause of obstruction, which in this case is a ventral hernia. This is an interesting case. 50-ish-year-old female with a cystic left renal mass. When you look carefully, you say, is this just a simple cyst? But no, there are multiple septations. It deforms and involves the lower half of the kidney. It's not your typical Bosniak 2, 3, or 4 lesion. It doesn't really look like a cystic renal cell because there's no nodularity. There are thin septations. This is a classic diagnosis of a MEST, M-E-S-T, tumor, or a mixed epithelial and stromal tumor. Very nice example. These are benign, benign aggressive. They need to be resected but just a very nice lesion and something you need to think about. We spend a lot of time thinking about Bosniak cystic lesions, but when you see a cystic lesion with multiple septations that replaces a good portion of the kidney, you've got to think about a MEST, M-E-S-T tumor.
this next case was a great case. You look at the images, and the first thing you see is a mass in the left atrium, extending near the left ventricle. You will see the mass is well-defined, soft tissue density, no calcifications. What could this be? Well, normally I would say the first thing is an atrial myxoma, commonly 75% in the left atrium. Could it be a cardiac sarcoma? Sure, it could be. I would throw that in. Could it be metastasis? I guess it could be. What it's not probably is a thrombus. We see thrombus most commonly related to catheters or to prior infarcts. You don't see that in this case. You don't see evidence of a catheter being present. Uh, and so that's probably the least likely diagnosis. This was, in fact, a primary sarcoma, a chondroblastic sarcoma. Very unusual. They said it couldn't exclude primary versus metastatic, but the patient had no history of a metastatic, of a metastatic lesion or other primary lesion. And so this was um, a sarcoma. Again, nice example, uh, showing you the lesion, well-defined, the importance of co IV contrast, allowing you to see the lesion. The one thing this is not, of course, then, is a thrombus. So with that, I've shown you 10 terrific cases. I hope you got them all right, but more importantly, I hope you learned something from each and every case. And with that, have a great day.